Thank you for tuning in and listening to Power of the Word Prophetic Church. Pastors Derek and Belinda Minor, we thank you right now and may God bless you for listening and tuning in. So pray for me because what I want to give you is I really want to give you everything that God has got for you. Amen. But I want to say that before I gave it and before I give it to you, it's something that was handed and freely given to me. Amen. Amen. So what I'm going talk to talk about, I don't have a title, nothing fancy, but what we're going to talk about today is forgiveness. All right. Forgiveness is something that it runs rapid, it runs rampant in the body of Christ. Yes. Now, I was looking at something and I was looking at the dictionary of pastoral care and it states that the local church has oftentimes been compared to a family and then the other thing is forgiveness is a vital place in the church. And it suggests that where there is a church, there too should be a forgiving community. Amen. Amen. So last week, Pastor Derek spoke about the grieving the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And this week, I wanted to follow up with forgiveness. Amen. Because, see, God is grieved when we don't forgive one another. Amen. And when someone hasn't forgiven us. We feel kind of bad. And so when you understand the feeling that you had, imagine so much more of that that the Holy Spirit feels. Because through you, he can't use you with unforgiveness in a way. It's like a big boulder that stands between you and bulls are the target of the person or the heart that he wants to get to. Amen. So I'm going to ask Pastor Derek and see, I want to show you how the word of God, it never exhausts itself. So I'm going to use the same scripture. Um, Ephesians 4, 29 through 32 is where I want you to start reading that, Pastor Derek. Amen. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Hmm. So I want to talk to you about what the Message Bible says now. So we got the NLT version. I want to say what the message says. The message Bible says, watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps, each word a gift. See, we can bring sorrow to the Holy Spirit by the way we live. Hallelujah. The next thing is it says is don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Do, don't take such a gift for granted. So there, I want to interject, is that we should be forgiving just as God has forgiven us towards our brothers and sisters. 32, 31 and 32 out of the Message Bible says, make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talk. Be gentle with one another, sensitive to forgive one another as quickly and as thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. See, God forgave us not because we forgive other people, but because his heart 
is mercy. He has mercy upon us so that when we do something that that offends other people, he forgives us. So we as Christ's people want to be imitators of him, forgiving people. And next, we have to teach other people what we got. So as I can just go into a little thing how sometimes we don't always teach other people what we got in the area of forgiveness because sometimes it's just not there. See, I didn't really learn how to say I'm sorry until I was 30 years old and I had something traumatic happen. Amen? Amen. Who doesn't have a Bible in this place today? That's a lot of hands. Amen? So I can only hand this to somebody and I need you to sit close to somebody that does have a Bible. So even if it means moving, moving is Esther, since Teresa is, you know, chilling with her foot, I need you to come get this. Sherelle, I'm going to ask you to come and sit next to Pastor. Yes, I am going to bother you on this day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to make sure that everybody is exposed to the word. Amen. So I want to stop by. Amen. I'm good with your phone. Hallelujah. We in a new age today. Oh, I got don't leave here without me holding that baby. <laughs> Amen. So okay, we're gonna keep going. But forgiveness is such a subject matter that God was dealing with me because it was a it was a period of grief that I said I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with grief. And see, I can't stand here and not be honest. I said I just want to sit down. I want to sit down on your worship. I want to sit down on a whole lot of things. Hallelujah. But I needed to understand how come that is. See, let me let me help you out with what grief is. Grief, what is it? What is grief? It's sorrow, heavy, grievous, sad, intense suffering caused by emotions due to a loss, misfortune, injury, evil, regret, suffering, to be morbid, or to suffer calamity, failure, distress. That's what grief is. And see, in our emotional state, sometimes grief causes us to break down and see we just kind of just do what we do because our emotions have run rampant. And then what happens to our will is that our will sit down on us. See, we are people with strong will, but when, our, when we're grief-struck and things go on within us, we want to sit down on God and the people that he's told us to go after. Amen? But our body, let's talk about our body. See, because a lot of times, I want to walk, but I'm trying to be still. But see, the doc, our bodies and the doctors tell us, you know, after the many years of research, is that those who are bitter in grief or unforgiving create a climate in the body which cancer, arthritis, ulcers, and other illnesses can sit. See, our chemistry and the functions are out of order due to stress created by grief bitterness and unforgiveness. See, we need to subject ourselves to God's Holy Spirit so that he can assist us in getting rid of some of that. Now y'all not going to say nothing. I said some of that. Man, somebody need to be telling me all that. I don't want to have no sickness in my body. Y'all don't need to be the uh-huh now. That's why I said get a Bible. You need to make sure that you study and to show thyself approved. Hallelujah. Because you need to understand that somebody can't just get up and they can't just come tell you any old thing. Amen. See, we're not supposed to be sick. We didn't just say, oh, hey, I want to be friends with cancer and I want to be friends with asthma. No, I don't want to be friends with none of that. I want to be friends with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 
is pardoning, excusing. When somebody has wronged you or done something, and see, I know the first thing that when I say that, that that something happened and I don't want to say what is it because this might have to get played live and I don't want the people that have not yet forgiven themselves for the actual act that they committed to be feeling some kind of way. But sometimes we as Christians, we say, uh, you healed. What they say, girl? They, they say they heal. When they see you say they heal, they say what? They say they heal. They say they heal. Amen. Now that sounds like an answer that you wasn't quite sure. You said they say they heal. Oh, but is that the answer that she wanted to hear? That's the answer that she wanted to hear. But in that their attitude, we don't tell God the truth about how we truthfully are doing, which is why he goes sit down while we worship. Because we are not totally honest with the Holy Spirit. I had, when I see the part that I left out, when I said I got to sit down with the Holy Spirit was my honesty. I needed to be honest. I said, you know what, God? I am a little pissed off. No, I'm a lot lot pissed off because my daughter passed away and I want her right here. And I'm 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 pissed off because, you know, as a child, you know, last week, Pastor, he, he mentioned and he touched on about the thing of rape and the thing of molestation. And I said, God, you know, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a lot pissed off because, you know, it seems like that in every household I went to, somebody could not keep their hands to themselves. And so I said, I'm pissed off too, God, because these people, I'm this little, like that baby. When that baby come into this world, you expect that the people that's over them, they're going to protect them. They're going to, it's come like on. being wrapped up in a blanket. It's like the Holy yes. Spirit. And yes. I said, God, where the heck were you at? Come on now. <laughs> really? No, no, what I'm saying right here. So, although we often do not see it at first, all of our bitterness is ultimately traceable to a resentment of God. So, sometimes, y'all are not going to say nothing. Not gonna we, we got some issues going on. See, let me just help you out with the rejection and some of the feelings. See, we got to dig down in here because, see, sometimes it's just like some pray go sauce. It's in there, but 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 you only want the surface. So you only want the surface of the pain, and you know, see, heal and hurt don't go together. Fear and faith don't go together. It does not even belong in the same room. It's just like the oil and the vinegar. Hallelujah! But when we get around in the body of Christ, see, sometimes we so busy praise dancing, and we are so busy dancing, and we are so busy worshiping. Then we're not honest with one another. I'm sorry, I went on for a minute. All right, it's all right. So rejection is one of the things that we deal with with the unforgiveness thing going on. So rejection of fear, rejection of other people, and self-rejection. See, sometimes we do stuff to ourselves that cause us more issues than what we bargained for. All right. Okay? So even in, in that, the root of bitterness comes. But, but before I talk to you about that, somebody get me Jonah 1. Melissa, can you get me Jonah 1? God showed me where I can speak about my favorite minor prophet of the Bible. And why I love Jonah so much is because he and I, if he was standing right here today, he and I would definitely roll together. Okay? <laughs> and, I know that's right. And are you ready? Can you read 1 to verse 3? 
word of the Lord came to Jonah. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach it, and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went abroad and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Amen. So that's how we do with forgiveness. See, okay. Let me just paint the picture. Let me just paint your portrait right now. See, Jonah was given a task from God. The instructions was for him to go to the great city of Nineveh. However, Jonah said, this isn't in the, there, but I had to do a little research to get this. See, he had, he had grew up there, and he didn't care for the Assyrians. See, he said that they're, 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 they're kind of, um, they just do stuff. You know what I mean? It's like they just do all kinds of stuff. So when God gave Jonah that assignment... He didn't want to go. Why? Because his hatred was so strong towards the people that he didn't want them to he didn't want them to repent at all. God was going to destroy the city, and so his hatred was so great. He said, "You know what, God? Uh, just go ahead and let it just just let it burn. Just do whatever you're going to do with it. You know what I mean?" And sometimes y'all know what we feel like that. We feel just like that towards people that don't care for us. But see, let me just talk to you about the root of bitterness. See, resentment. Hatred, unforgiveness, violence towards self, violence towards others, malice, a temper, anger, rage, murder, suicide, grief, and death all fall in the same category of bitterness. So Jonah had a little bitterness to see. Let's go to verse three. Let's go to three one. And Jonah three one. I'm a, I, I just want the word to just help me out this morning because I, I need you to under, just just read it with, for what God is saying. I'm so excited. I feel like a pregnant woman, pregnant with this Ooh. word, and I just could not wait. It was like trying to wait through the worship, okay? And I got to wait through the prayer, and I, I got to wait through this, and so it's just like, oh, I need to explode up in here. <laughs> All right. So can you read three and you know three one? Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to the message I gave to you. Second time. After Jonah was thrown overboard a ship, given a second chance to follow God's instructions concerning these people of Nineveh. See, a lot of times we need something that is traumatic. And see, this is why we have the traumatic occurrences and instances that happen because we are so disobedient and hard-headed. Yes, you ain't gonna go save nobody, ain't gonna get nobody. Why? Because if your own family after a hot mess, just like these people with no relationship to him. But I did not see where none of his families, he went to go creep over their houses like we might do sometimes to hide. You know, we kind of bored. We go into a whole different direction of what God wanted us to do. You know, see, every person sitting in this room, and I know y'all get sick of me, but I'm going to keep saying it because this is what I got to say. You are so gifted. But sometimes, I'm telling you, we just board another ship. That means that we go to another place in our mindset. That means that we go to another, uh, uh, our feet direct us to another place. Or when we're driving a car, the nose of that car don't visit the place where God has told you to be going. I know because I can say that I have been a repeat offender myself. Hallelujah. Sometimes you'd be like, you know, and see, one thing that Jonah looked at was he said, you know, I, I done been raised and I dealt with them like that. So uh, we don't oftentimes believe God. And so that's the uh, that's another thing that unforgiveness has is that it doubts 
God's word. So whenever God's word says something to us, God's word builds us. And when we don't have that relationship with the Holy Spirit, we begin to doubt God. We begin to doubt the purposes that God has for us. And we say, you know what? Somebody else can do it better than I can. But no, that, that's totally not true. And I want to I just want to help you appreciate that today. No, it's only one of you. Amen. One DNA of you, one unique, one unique person. That's you. Amen? Amen. Amen. So that's one of the things that we have to deal with. And so the one thing about it is that people sometimes answer and want to ask, you know, like if somebody have done some horrific things, like when we did the beginning of our work, we did the beginning of uh, understanding um, what is it that we need prayer for? See, when we brought up all these people, we needed to bring up the thing of forgiveness because one thing is that what hinders us as Christians and as people is the unforgiveness. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm told and I, I read, what is it? It's, it's like a poison. So when we understand, it's like, I remember when I went through the Cleveland Clinic and I went through this program and it was called the, uh, the I forgot the name of it. But anyway, I was sick in my body, but the doctors could not find evidence of not one thing. Yeah, All the tests came back natural. Yeah, I'm going to say, I, I even had a psychological evaluation done. See, when they came to figure out what's going on, they would have I don't know if y'all had this test before, but it's a little test that they have and they say, uh, they hold up this here cheat card and they say, what is this? And I said, I don't know. What do you think it is? <laughs> so the lady looked at me and I looked at her and she said, okay, we're just going to do another slide. I mean, you asked me a question and I've answered it. Why are you not satisfied? So, okay, she goes to the next slide. And so it was this yellow and it was this orange stuff. So I said, okay, I'm going to be ridiculous. I'm going to play with her a little bit. She said, what is this? I said, it's a fireman. With a red hat on. With a cold and some poops on. <laughs> she said, wow. Her diagnosis came back because you got a lot going on up here. <laughs> okay, so I was just sitting there like, okay, so what? And so what, what the root of my problem was, it was unforgiveness. So this is the reason why they couldn't sign nothing. When I say that my legs wouldn't hold up, I'm on crutches for like eight months. I'm not on crutches because I'm physically a challenge. I'm on crutches because I'm physically and mentally jacked up. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you that in that room of 30 people, I met myself. Yes, I met myself because I was so unhappy. And unhappiness causes you to, it causes you to just hang around with with stuff you shouldn't have hung around with. And, and so my mind was just in a different place. And so I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I'm going to just be honest. And what I said, I remember I had lost my job and I, I lost everything. And it was just it was just a mess. And I'm standing there with my hands on my hip like, I need to get better. So I got to go in here with these strange 30 people. And God is going to work with me, but I don't know how. They saying that you can celebrate God and he's a dog or cat. But I'm saying I don't know God to be no dog or cat. God is, he, I said, listen, if it didn't create the heavens and it did not create the earth, I'm not worshiping it. I'm not celebrating it. But I'm going to be supportive of the other stuff y'all got going on. So they came and they said, well, you, do you think that you should, and this is where I'm Jonah right here. They, the, the, the counselor, the psychiatrist came and he said, do you think that you could come in and, you know, just kind of help us work with some other people because... You have a really gift in there, and you can you can really work with some people. I don't know nothing about 
someone who sins against me seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Wow. So, okay, so about after the, you know, I'm going to just be real personal again, see, when I got married the first time, I said, you know, I'm going to use honey word because I can't say no other, but I said, that joker that cheated on me three times. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we got one, two, three, he out. You know, I said, I don't So, okay, so forgiving, yeah. So it, it says it's 70 times seven. Tell well, me that one more time so I can make sure I got it. 70 times seven. 70 times seven. That means that we don't need to keep no record none of the time. So when you go to somebody, and I want to encourage you that if you have, there y'all go again, if. See, I'm using words like if. See, if, it shouldn't even be in there. We should just right. erase it. Right. But it's. Because I have offended somebody. And that somebody done offended me. So I got to carry myself over there and ask for forgiveness. Now, what if they don't say, what if they still get an attitude? What if they don't accept my apology? Oh, well. Oh, well is the attitude that you're going to have to have because we, we said we are imitators of Christ and we are imitating Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we can't come saying, oh, yeah, I forget him. But, hey, 20 minutes later, you know I can remember. I can remember 20 years yes. ago. They done did it. You know, I came out of my mama's womb with the spirit of unforgiveness. <laughs> and I say that lovingly and funny. Why? Because my grandmama didn't like this lady that lived two, two doors down from us. And so what happened was, 
My grandmother and her had a bra. So when I got old enough to talk and run and go outside, my grandmother said, you know, I don't like that lady down the street. Don't go down there and deal with her. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she all right. So it's like you get a whooping if you were disobedient in that, that area. So just imagine that when I came into God, I had to get plenty of hard whoopings because I thought my grandmama was the chief rocker ruler. Okay. <laughs> so I had to be forgiving. But like I said, I came out the womb learning and knowing about unforgiveness. See, that is a behavior that we learn from the small age and, and it becomes from a developmental point of our life where we're able to have that photographic memory with our eyes. So our eyes saw it but our mind recorded it. All right. So we oftentimes replay the things in our minds that we've seen with our own eyes that came from our family whom we love so much. But as I can interject in there, is that we love our family so much, but we're not talking to this one. We love our family so much, but yet we did not invite them or do an invitation to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because we sometimes walk like Jonah. We said, I done grew up with them. I know they ain't going to change. But no, we're doubting again God, which it comes unforgiveness. Amen. Amen. So we have to be sold out and have total forgiveness. If we going to roll with the Holy Spirit and he going to roll with us. Amen? Amen. So we, we have to definitely do that. So let me help us out some more. You know, worry. We're not supposed to be worried about absolutely anything. And so when we get fear comes in like a floodgate right when you deal with loss. When you deal with loss, fear comes in. So you really, you, you really need God. You need the Holy Spirit. Anxiety and dread, drudge, you know, dread, what we dread things. So we need a supernatural experience with God's Holy Spirit in order, see, because we cannot forgive nobody in our own strength. Let's just be for real. I want to just keep it real today, amen. We cannot forgive somebody in our own strength. It's just not going to happen. We can say, I forgive you, but when they come in the room, you ready to do a kickbox karate kid on them. You know, and so how do you know that you are just not yet, you, you're not there yet. You say, God, you're still working with me. See, I, I, I don't want to hear that, that right there, that God's still working on me. Because if we got the Holy Spirit, that means that he can do it right now kind of a thing. Amen. 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 So we can definitely get some more of the Holy Spirit. Understanding why are we stressed out? Why do we deal with grief? And why all those things? It's because we clearly sometimes just don't allow God to have access to our life. We sometimes refuse to forgive. And God stands back, as Pastor said, and he allows us to cope with our own problems. And, you know, and so we do it in our own strength, which is not very far. You know, you you know, our we are all like five minutes away from knocking the heck out of somebody. Have you ever got so mad at somebody that you could you could envision yes the situation the situation <laughs> and, and I hear the Terminator girl coming out. It's like, you know, Terminator. You can just envision yourself over there only. <laughs> and so right, and so I'm not standing here by myself. That you you can right. <laughs> We know we need Jesus to come on in here. So for those of us that have unforgiveness and things like that, and we want our illnesses to go away, we want our we want our mindsets to be of God, and we want us to return our bodies 
to return back to the state that it's supposed to be in, I have something that I'm gonna gonna do and I'm gonna offer a challenge up. But but the thing about this is the forgiveness. It is totally a process. Amen. It's not just something that I wake up in the morning and say, Woo woo, I forgive them. Hey. No, it, it's like a tug of war. Why? Because the enemy does not want you to forgive the people because you can be that much greater a vessel being used by God if you forgive. And so let me just go back through what the other things of the unforgiveness deal with. Grief. So we have heartache, crying, sadness, burdens, pain of mind, painful emotions, regret, and distrust. See, I'm not speaking about when you lose somebody and you grieve. That's a natural thing to lose somebody because Jesus wept, okay? But I'm saying that when the person has been dead, deceased, the situation has been gone, it has been deceased for about five years, and yet we're still in the same place. See, I'm not saying that there are things that don't revisit. I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying that you can't have emotions, but what I'm saying is we shouldn't want to hurt nobody. We should not be in a place of confusion. Confusion is by the enemy. I see my daughter making faces at me. So that means I'm going to have to get over there and, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> so depression runs rampant in the body of Christ. If you have to sit in a place for too long, sometimes we forget about the worship experience. The thing that God applauds. We say, God, I want you to come and sit down on my worship, but yet I got unforgiveness on this side, so it ain't going to be no room. It's just like having a crowded space. When I, when I met my husband, I, I was single, so I would sleep in a bed, and I had this side was me, and that side was a bunch of books. That's how we do with the Holy Spirit. We say, I want you to come sit down, but I got all this stuff, which is trash, and, it, and it's stuff that represents us being unforgiving, and it's stuff that we have. Do you know that we got to forgive ourselves for the stuff that God has already forgiven us for? How many times do we continue to go over the situations? How come we still need prayer for the same thing? Why is it that we allow people, not Jesus, not the Holy Spirit, but we allow another person to walk over, they pull pull on the same old pair of pants, that don't owe us nothing, that we don't owe them nothing, that they're not even in our family to come and offend us. Come on now. See, that's that's offense. That's another level of forgiveness that the enemy is trying to allow to creep up on you. Amen? So, we we gotta let some of that go. The other thing is what you were talking about was the the Facebook thing and how sometimes Facebook can be used as a place of a weapon for kids. And That is one of the things that is unforgiveness talked about is confusion is another aspect of unforgiveness. It causes frustration, lying spirit, self-hatred, unworthiness, shame, embarrassment, and pressure. See, I love that you said we have to learn how to love our kids. We got to learn how to teach our kids. So that means that somebody got to take the, pick up the cross to go teach So folks, how do you love your children? When I said that, I didn't say I'm sorry until I was 30 years old. One of my children wanted to commit suicide. The other one wanted to run away because I was so abusive. 
See, I'm not ashamed. I'm going to tell it because I want you to be set free today. Amen. It took God. It took the Holy Spirit. It took the pastor and it took the whole church to carry me about kicking and screaming of my will, my ways and how I wanted to do things. But I was so bound with unforgiveness in there because of my past experiences that, that, that there was no room for me to be happy. For me to be excited. You know, we sing a song about the joy of the Lord. It's my strength. See, when you are so bound with unforgiveness, there is no strength in the Holy Spirit because I'm bound with my own strength. Come on. But yay, I had to allow some of that to fall off. Why did I allow that to fall off? Well, see, God continued to allow stuff to happen to me because I had a Jonah moment and I was like the minor prophet Jonah. See, minor doesn't mean that he was not as great as the other people and as the task that they did, but it meant that he did something big before God. God used him in his purpose. Hallelujah. But in me, I didn't want to be used by God. In fact, at that time, I didn't even like God. And then the second thing is, I didn't even like people. That is a sign of unforgiveness in there. When you have somebody to say, I just need to go sit by myself and be isolated. Hug them. Quickly. Hug them. That means that they were not loved. That means that somewhere in there, they feel that God doesn't love them. See, I get shaken every time I hear the word, I love you, because I didn't feel love growing up as a child. I began to feel loved as I got a church family that tolerated all my brokenness. They tolerated all my stuff. And I say, God, I love people. Bring them on. Because it took a whole family to come and love me. Amen. Because I had a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of stuff that I did to sabotage myself. Hallelujah. Come on. So I want to talk to you one more time about. Go to Luke 17, 3 and 4. I want to just make sure that we know how to forgive. I want to make sure we understand how to rebuke in love. Hallelujah. So watch yourselves. If another believer sins, rebuke that person. Then if there is repentance, forgive. Even that person wrongs you seven times a day and each time turns and asks forgiveness, you must forgive. Amen. So to rebuke does not mean pointing out every sin we see. It means to bring a person it means to bring sin to a person's attention with the purpose of restoring him or her back to God, back to the other fellow Christians so that they can be utilized in a place for God. So when we feel that we must rebuke another Christian for sin, let's do a check and balance. It means that I need to check my own attitude and it means that I need to to make sure that I love this person and that I need to be willing to forgive them. See, unless rebuke is tied to forgiveness, it will not help the sinning person. Amen? Amen. So we have to forgive people. We have to forgive ourselves because how would God love us if he didn't? Forgive us. Amen. Because when we talk about forgiveness, we feel a certain type of way that makes us feel like we are nothing. It makes us feel like we're penalized. And even today, I, I want to talk about how when you go to a place of work, sometimes when the boss tells you something, 
that needs to be worked on, we internalize the whole thing. Because of the place that we are in, we internalize it and then we feel like they're attacking our personality. They're attacking us, but that goes right back to the place of the emotions that we feel, the mindset that we have, and we have to let the Holy Spirit in there. So one thing about it is that you know, in order to experience the Holy Spirit, we have to stop denying our guilt. We have to quit denying guilt and recognize that we all have sin. We have to admit to God and ask for His forgiveness. And we have to let go of our guilt and believe God has forgiven us. Our minds hold on to the memories, but God's Word declares that sins confessed are sins that are forgiven. So see, we still have a battle with that and we still stand there and we still go through some things and it's something. And so the other piece that I want to talk about is how is it? See, unforgiveness comes when we believe that our future has been taken from us. Amen? It also comes when we believe that betrayal has not been sufficiently dealt with. It comes as a defense mode to protect the bruised inner self, which is often hidden from the view and eyesight of others, but in our own awareness. Amen? So, we definitely have to definitely, let me, let me just say the other one. It comes from opportunities lost. It comes when we have been forced to suffer the wounds of abuse, neglect, or rejection in silence. So I want to, I want to just tell you the benefits of forgiveness. It releases freedom that refreshes the soul and the mind. It brings healing. It brings physical healing. Amen. Forgiveness also is a is a is a um, obedience act to God. And it helps to rebuild relationships. Amen. I want to ask you to stand. So I'm going to ask you, is there anybody here today let me just rephrase it this way. I want to challenge every person in this room today. I want you to think about all the people, dead or alive, from childhood to the present, whom you have ever had any unforgiveness or resentment towards. Even if you have forgiven them. See, many people need to also include God. And most of us need to include ourselves in, their, in the area of forgiveness. Yes. Because sometimes we hold God a penalty to all the stuff that has happened because he is God. And we forget that he still loves us. Amen? Amen. This is Pastor Belinda Mike from Power of the Word Prophetic Church. I wanted to take this opportunity to just say thank you so much for supporting the radio ministry. If you would like to drop by our Facebook page, it's Power of the Word Prophetic Church. Please contact us and reach out to us. We'll continue to keep you and your family lifted up. God bless you and we love you today. The FCB Radio Network.